and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith, one with some meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, today's study continues on the topic of unity as we make our journey through the book of Ephesians. Today we'll be in chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Let's dig in. My youngest son, Matthew, his birthday is this Friday, just a few days away. And he will be turning six. And the humorous thing is, is that he has been waiting for this birthday, I think since before his fifth birthday. I don't know what it is about the number six for him, but he has been talking about this birthday for more than a year. And there is nobody in the house who is more excited for this uh, to be over than uh, maybe mom and dad. But he has planned this out from top to bottom. He has written out each and every one of the gifts that he wants for his birthday, and he is looking forward to it. And as any kid does who can blame them, gifts are perhaps the central thing that is driving the excitement behind birthdays, the opportunity to receive gifts. So as we come today to our two verses, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and nine, I want you to keep that idea in mind as we talk about salvation. So Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God, a gift, a wonderful gift from God, God's salvation something that we can't take credit for. Matthew can't take credit for his birthday gifts because it is something that is freely given to him by mom and dad, by his brother and by his sisters and anybody else who celebrates his birthday alongside of him. It is something that uh, is given to him and is free to him and is his from there on out. Now, the interesting thing, though, about this gift from God, salvation, that we cannot take credit for, is that it says that it comes to us by his grace when you believed. Or when I memorized this verse, that it says that that God saved you by his grace through faith. Now, faith is an acceptable translation of that word. God saved you by his grace through faith or also belief. God saved you by his grace when you believed. As my translation here, uh, the New Living Translation says, faith, belief. We often use those words interchangeably. The difficulty is, is that belief is only one facet of the word faith. The word faith is an extremely complex word that oftentimes what we assume when the word faith is used is we assume mental assent. Uh, We assume that faith is something that we in our minds agree to. And so whenever it says that God 
saved you by his grace through faith. We assume that God saved us because we believed, because we gave mental assent to it. Now, the first thing is, is that that's not necessarily the full look and picture of this idea of faith. It's like uh, receiving a gift that has many different parts to it, but you only focus on one part, like uh, you receive a phone as a gift for Christmas or for a birthday. And uh, if you only use that phone for making phone calls, you have not accessed the fullness of that phone. You don't know that you can use it for texting. You can use it for the internet. You can use it as a calculator. You can use it as, uh, as an opportunity to download games. You can use it to talk to other people through social media. It's a lot more complex and full than that. And that's what this idea of the word faith has as well. Faith is not simply just mentally believing or mentally agreeing. Faith is also something that is practical and that is practiced. It's holistic. It's not just the mind but it's also the body. It's not just the body, but it's also the heart. It's not just the heart, but it's also the soul. It is something that implies that we are all in. Now, oftentimes salvation is taught as being all in through faith and that that all in this, that faith from us is what actually brings salvation. That's not true. It is not your faith which has saved you. Read that verse again. God saved you, what? By his grace, through your faith, or when you believed. And so really the gift was given to you, not because of your faith, but the gift was given to you because of God. Just like the gifts that Matthew are going to receive in a few days are are given to him, not because he had faith he was going to receive gifts, not because he believed he was going to receive gifts, but it was given to him because of our love, because of our grace, because we wanted to. And so God saves you not through, not because of your faith, not because of your belief, but God saves you simply because of his grace. So what role does faith have to do with it? Well, faith is simply your and I's acceptance of it. Faith is simply your and I's belief that it actually exists. God has given grace that has saved you. But now the second step to that is your faith, your belief, your ability to actually receive that gift. God's already holding it out there to you because of his grace. But the faith part isn't the part that gave it to you. The faith part is the part that enables you to receive it. Your faith does not save you. God's grace saves you. Verse 9. So salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So no one can boast about it. Matthew can't boast, can't proclaim that he received all of these gifts because he's been a good kid and he has been a good kid, but no matter what kind of kid he's been, mom and dad are going to give him gifts on his birthday. Why? Not because of all of the good things that he's done, not because we're keeping a checklist, trying to see 
you know, which is better, the pros or the cons or the good or the bad in his life. Those gifts aren't a reward, just as salvation is not a reward. Salvation is a free gift by God's grace, not because you lived in a certain way or, or believed in a certain way or the good things that you've done. So, so you can't boast about it. There should be no pride involved in the receiving of, of gifts. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. Now, the downside of that is, is that oftentimes, unfortunately, over the years, the church has actually taught that works, that the things that you do don't matter, that you can essentially receive God's salvation, this free gift, and then live quite literally however the hell you want to live. And that's not, that doesn't match up with scripture. Works are important. In fact, the book of James says that a faith without works isn't faith. It's, it's dead. And so those things go hand in hand. So, so good works, compassion, being a good person, following the, the Beatitudes, striving to model a life of the Ten Commandments, living out the Lord's Prayer, following the love one another commands, be kind to one another, living out those fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faith. Being that kind of person isn't just important, but it's critical. It's necessary. But your salvation isn't a reward for those things. That's, that's a bridge too far. But works are, are uber important. They don't bring your salvation. They don't bring my salvation. But we should be people who are with every moment of every day modeling a life of what it means to have received God's grace, which means we in turn give God's grace. Rather than being selfish, we are selfless. Rather than people who are only caring and doing for ourselves, we become people who are caring and doing for others, who are willing to sacrifice as Jesus modeled, who are willing to suffer as Jesus modeled, who are willing to go the extra mile for others. Not because it helps us earn the free gift of salvation, but because we have been given the free gift of salvation. This Bible study from the book of Ephesians is brought to you by Christ Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy to follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of this year. We at Christ Table are committed to doing something about that. We're committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of family life, and especially the center of faith formation again. Our mission is simple, to help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. When you get over to christtable.today, be sure to sign up for our email list there. And for those who choose to donate, we have a resource box that we're going to send you in the mail as our thanks. Trust me, you'll like it. 
And by the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ's table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our step-by-step Bible study through the book of Ephesians. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, there's more information on our website about that as well over at Christtable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is Christtable.today. Today.